0: You're listening to a special edition of the Dutch News Podcast. I'm Gordon Derek, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Logan van Beek, a member of the Netherlands cricket team that's currently playing the ICC World Cup in India. As we speak, the Dutch team have won two of their opening five matches and are preparing to face Afghanistan in what's now a key match in terms of keeping their semi-final hopes alive. But of course, the team have already made the world sit up and take notice with their spectacular 38-run win against South Africa in the third match. So I'm delighted to say that Logan's been kind enough to find the time to join us. Welcome, Logan.
1: Great to be here. Look forward to chatting.
0: Great. And now, what's the mood in the camp right now after those opening five games and the two wins that you've had?
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely coming off the of back of a win uh, and a good performance against Bangladesh. The boys uh, are probably a little bit more at, at ease. I think we had the high of uh, beating South Africa and we thought, right, that is that the spark that's going to get us going? And I think the the uh, Sri Lanka loss kind of took the wind out of our sails a little bit. We were pretty keen and we thought we were uh, a good chance of, of winning that game uh and then obviously the australian massacre <laughs> happened in a way that's what i thought the world cup was going to be like it was going to be flat wickets you know superior opposition good crowds and you had to be your best skills had to be on show so that was in a funnier way it was actually a good thing because it just gave you a wake-up call of like if, if you're not at the top of your game uh, and you go against the top people at the top of their games you're going to get found out so that was yeah a bit of a wake-up call and then To go to Kolkata and to put on a performance like that, although a bit being a a bit of a shaky start, but it seems like a bit of a theme at the moment that we do a few rescuing jobs. Um, But no, we're, we're sitting here looking forward to the next game against Afghanistan, which is going to be a massive game in the context for the rest of the World Cup. And so all eyes will be on November 3rd.
0: Excellent, good. And leaving the Australia game aside, which obviously was very hard for you, All the other games, including the games against Pakistan, maybe less so against New Zealand, you had chances in those matches. Were you feeling going into South Africa that you were on the brink of something there?
1: I think we go into every game like that. We prepare the same for each game. Uh, I think for the South African game, obviously we've got four South African coaches and they know the, the South African team kind of inside out. And I think our plans that we had for that game were a lot more clearer and specific in terms of bowling spin up front as fast bowlers we knew we were going to bowl more in the middle and i think with the bat it was just a matter of getting the score and the conditions were, were you know were it was rainy to start with but overcast so it was tough at the start for the guys mm. who were batting but again i think we were just clear in in the in the sense of we're in this fight we know we can get ourselves in the battle and i think the way we came out with the ball was just awesome. And it was just such such a great feeling throughout the back after that match, uh, the way Paulie came in and bowled, and we just got timely wickets throughout. But I, yeah, I think going into that match, definitely a lot clearer and probably a bit more belief that, come on, let's pull our socks up. I felt like we were a little bit short in Pakistan and New Zealand. We didn't really get ourselves fully in the game. We kind of were getting there, but then we couldn't just do it for longer. Whereas the Saffron game was like, right, guys. We can do this. Let's trust our skills and let's go for it.
0: Yeah. And midway through your innings against South Africa, you're 84 for five. Scott Edwards is about to go out. You're still, I think, waiting to go in. What's going through your mind at that point? Do you think this is a match that's getting away or, right, we really need to bite the bullet now and go for it?
1: Waiting to bed is the worst thing. You know, you don't know when you're going to go in. The bowling looks quicker. The spinners look like they're spinning a lot more. And you're sitting there going, well, how am I even going to hit the ball? Are these top six, seven hit the ball. What, what you know? What says that I'm going to hit the ball? I think being a little bit older now and having played a, a few World Cups and having gone against the best, I know that I'm going to see the ball. Uh, I trust that I'm, you know, I've got a game plan that I can navigate through situations, and I'm just a lot, lot calmer now when I go out to the middle. And so once you're in the middle, you're in game mode. The important thing with the, I guess, one-day cricket and ma- mostly. All cricket is this absorbing pressure and then applying the pressure back on, and I think there was a little bit of absorption there with with Scott and I initially. We were probably about a thirty run partnership, but it was just enough to kind of stem the flow a little bit. And mm. then in a funny way, you know, thankfully I got out because then Ruler came in and, and mm. did his thing, and that gave yeah. Scotty momentum. And Scotty's just a genius in those situations. And then for Aryan Dutt to come in and, and smack three sixes and just put the kind of the momentum well in our favour. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: But I mean it does say a lot, I think, about your team's confidence that you've got yourselves into a lot of these difficult situations. Even against Bangladesh, like you say, you were four for two, and sometimes obviously against Australia it caved in, but in other games you've managed to turn it round and you've just kept on plugging away and found a way to turn things to your advantage.
1: Yeah, even the Australian game, we we had a run out opportunity and a and a miscatch, and the game could be, you know, completely different. We had them two ninety for six when Maxwell came into bat, and that was a, a crucial stage in hindsight. We, we came into the huddle and we go, right, boys, let's see if we can get them under 340. That was our focus. And then we just kind of woken up the beast of Glenn Maxwell. And, you know, it was a tough one, but at that level, you you know, you've got to take those half chances to to get the game in your favor. And and I'm sure that, you know, if the score was 340, you know, our approach to the batting would have been a lot Better because when something like that happens at the end, you, you, know, you get a little bit shook, and you know you go into the changing room, and it's it's hard to get the guys' confidence back up. But no, it's going into these next three matches. You know Afghanistan are on on a good run; yeah. they've been playing really well, uh, and so I feel like you know the match against them is going to be very much a team who's the most disciplined, who can you know put the partnerships together, and who can crack kind of first. That's going to be the nature of the game. I think the yeah. game against England obviously is England and improving in the media the most out of the ho- all the teams. And, you know, can we catch them while they're down? Who knows? And then the Indian game at the end, if we go into that game with a chance to make the semi-final for us to beat India, you know, that would be right up there with the greatest kind of cricketing feat that we would ever achieve. If, the, if, if we can get to the case of the Bangalore Stadium, Chinnaswamy, and we need to beat India to make the semi-finals. You get Netflix, get someone just to get us a documentary <laughs> or something, because that would be, be huge.
0: It really would. I mean, it would be tremendous. I mean, you're talking about India, who have been, I think, the best, the outstanding side in this tournament so far, and they're playing at home. And that's going to be a real test. But you've got Afghanistan coming up. They've had up and down results throughout the tournament, a bit like yourselves, I guess. And then England, of course. You can end this World Cup with four wins. And... How much for a breakthrough, how much of an achievement would that be, even, even if you don't make the semifinals?
1: Our goal was to be four from eight, and mm. that was to go into that last match. And we, we said it from the start. In pretty much every media conference, we're talking about semifinals, semifinals. So I'm a believer that if we didn't even put that out there, we wouldn't be in the position that we are now. And it would be kind of the same old kind of story of like, oh, if only we can just surprise someone once. It would be a great story, whereas in our camp now that's upsets and surprises are just not a thing. You know, I'm I'm I feel like we're getting to the stage now where we're actually a good cricket side. So I think, you know, one game was satisfactory, two game was good, three games, you know, very good, and I think four mm. games and possibly five would be remarkable.
0: Yeah, and of course, if you do make the top eight, that means you qualify for the champions' trophy in twenty twenty five. I mean, that in itself is a huge step forward for Dutch cricket, right?
1: Again, you know, they just put that carrot in there and just to add some extra motivation. You know, we did it uh, against Sarah in the T20 World Cup last year to to make that top eight and the ICC have dangled that carrot again. And so, again, if we can achieve that, it just puts another fixture in the calendar because that's the thing that we lack is our, our fixtures, you know, apart from these World Cups. We don't play much cricket at all. And a lot of us go off to different competitions and, you know, I go back to New Zealand and play over there, you know, Colin and Bus and Paulie play in England, ruler in England. Uh, And some of the other guys go play club cricket in Australia and back in New Zealand or just in South Africa or just kind of winter away in the Netherlands. So if we can lock that in, that just puts, you know, Dutch cricket in, in in a great space Uh, more funding you know more attraction for sponsors we can contract guys you know we can get more coaching in and you know there's a a flow and effect there that's you know can be really positive for dutch cricket
0: i think it's fair to say you've surprised the outside world with how good this netherlands cricket team is and certainly you're hugely improved even since the t20 tournament from last year but at the same time, you've got a lot of experienced players like yourself, like Scott Edwards, even like, I know Seaborn Engelbrecht is new to the side, but he's got a lot of experience. So this team has been together for a long time and now you seem to have made this breakthrough. What do you put that down to?
1: Yeah, I think it's the consistency of, of the bones of the side. Since Ryan Cook came in, he's brought a professionalism, you know, organisation, a, a positive kind of attitude, you know, a hardworking attitude. And I think you know when Scott got the captaincy, he took it with both hands, and definitely there for a period there, it came with a lot of hardship. You know we had some pretty tough losses. Um, that you know that England game at 498 at Amsterdam was one of the tougher days of, of my career, and and we had a couple of heartbreaking losses against Pakistan as well. And it's definitely hasn't been all sunshine and lollipops. But I think the the main part is that most of this team has gone through it together. SR Ingelbreth, I lived with him the last couple of years. You know, I'd come home and you know, very down, and we'd discuss the game, and then he, you know, motivate me to get going the next day. So he was very much part of the journey. You know, not necessarily playing, but he was. You know, we were had plenty of chats, plenty of coffees, beers, and talks about it. And I think what he saw the energy and the the enjoyment that we we're you know starting to kind of have, he wanted to be part of that. And then yeah, you got the likes of three young guys and Vikram Singh. Aryan Dutt and Sharice Ahmed, you know, all 20 years old, but all have had like a fast forward crash course into international cricket. I think Sharice Ahmed's talked to every other league spinner in the world and got tips from them. Vikram Singh has faced the best bowlers in the world and he's hit the best bowlers for four and sixes. Uh, And then Aryan Dutt is proving in this tournament what a, you know, what a find he is and what a natural, unique off spinner he is. You know, the way he's bowling, he's probably the best off spinner in the, in the competition at the moment. And, of course, you got Max O'Dowd, and then you got the experience of Rulof, Van der Merver, and Colin Ackerman coming in to strengthen the middle. You know, Buster later is in the last year or so has become a you know a superstar for our team. And every time Paul van Meekeren wears Dutch colours, he's he, you know he's a Superman, uh-huh. and he he just goes to another level. And you know when he's on fire, he's as good as an inter- international bowler as you get and everyone's buying into you know ryan cook's vision so we are a disciplined side. you know we find a way to fight back into games uh, i think our catching efficiency is the, the top in the tournament and so you know we, we we try and that's what we try and do is
0: i think all the commentators have been really impressed by your fielding definitely i mean i've heard a lot of commentators say you've been the best fielding side in the tournament the bowling has definitely been a real strength do you think in the last three matches you're looking for a kind of a more consistent performance from one to 11 in the batting lineup?
1: Well, that's, I think that's the obvious answer is that if we can not be 40 for four or, you know, 50 for five, it, it just helps the the lower to middle order be able to play with a lot more freedom. Um, I think we've we've just been a little bit in defensive mode and just trying to find our way to a score and, and thankfully, you know, with Scotty who's led this has, has found ways to to get us to a score that our bowlers can can bowl to. So, you know, the the, the top order are uh, so motivated. Like they're they're keen as beans. They they understand that they haven't been performing as well as they, they can and what they're capable of. Vikram Singh and, and Max O'Dowd have been, you know, one of our strengths in the last year or so. They've been one of the best opening pairs in one day cricket.
0: But it is the World Cup after all, right? You're stepping up a gear, you're moving out of your comfort zone and I think that's something you have to expect in a way.
1: Well, exactly. They're going against the best bowlers in the world on the world stage, so you've got to to give them a little bit of credit or pass to say look, they're not necessarily facing that throughout the whole season. They're playing club cricket for most of the season and then going to a World Cup, whereas all these other teams are playing international cricket for the whole year and then going to the World Cup, so that's that's the difference. Is that if you know if they were facing this day in day out, of course they would be you know a lot better. But the, but again, they they have played you know twenty thirty ODIs between them against good competition, and I'm sure I'm sure of it. Like I just I can see it brewing. Where you know we're going to be one hundred and fifty for one or two another partnership. We're going to be two thirty. For four or five and then we can put on you know 80 90 100 in the last 10 and get a score of 340 350 like i just believe that we're capable of doing that mm-hmm. and it's just frust- it's obviously frustrating that when you know we're not able to push for that because of the, the starts that we're getting so they're working hard physically mentally skill wise to to give it their best shot and you know i've got full faith in them
0: This momentum, I guess, goes back as well to the qualifying tournament, right? Because you rode the knife edge there. I think the last three games effectively were knockout games for you against West Indies, Zimbabwe and Scotland, and you came through them all. How much of a lift was that for you, the fact that you got through those games, especially against the West Indies, where, I mean, we've talked about batting. The batting was a real strength for the team that day. How much of a lift was that for you to get through those games and come out as one of the two qualifiers?
1: Massive. I was talking to, I think, Ryan Klein the other day on the bus, and he asked me about the the West Indies game or just the, the difference in my game in the last year. And it was that for a lot of us, that West Indies game just gave us the belief that we can do something special in international cricket. You know, we're not just good cricketers. We can actually do something, you know, amazing um, on a cricket field. And once you're able to do something like that, then going forward, you go into matches and go, yeah, I'm, I'm capable of, of doing something special today. And just having that in the back of your mind and in any situation, it gives you a bit of belief that, you know, you are good enough to change the game or to fight back. And that game, you know, that we didn't bowl that well and they, you know, they smoked us. But the way we went out with the bats with that belief and the way that Tasia and and Scotty batted in that match as well to get us into the game, it was just, you know, that is just like the blueprint of how we want to play. And then obviously, you know, what uh, we were able to do against Scotland and Bussy, and to step up the way he did to, to, to kind of show that we've got world-class players in our, in our side as well. Again, just, just shoots confidence right into the team. And so regardless of bad performances or bad games or things like that, we, we go into the next game going, well, no, we've done it before and we can do it again.
0: Just going back to that West Indies game a minute, because we all know about the drama of that match, right? You're in, you face the last ball with a chance to win the match, you get out, and then you're put straight back in for the super over and you hit this monster score. What was going through your mind and what did your captain say to you when he went out with you to bat for the super over?
1: Yeah, well, funny enough, nothing was on my mind. That was the crazy part about that whole situation. So I went into bats in the kind of 50 overs and we got to the score. We needed nine off the last over, you know, hit the fourth, the first ball, we got a one. Then Duddy tried to win the game and he gets out and then we have to run a bye. And then we ran a ridiculous two. And so once it was one off one, as Zari Joseph was running in, that was the first time I actually overthought it too much because I was thinking, okay, do I hit it on the ground? Do I hit it in the air? Do I just try and see the ball? Do I try and whack it? In the end, I just kind of plinked it to mid on. But even that moment, I was kind of eerily calm where I was thinking, oh, well, like, you know, I tried my best. Oh, the Super Over? All right, cool. Happy days. And then as I was walking off, uh, there was a little bit of chaos kind of in the changing room. You had Tasia, who was, you know, exhausted from his innings, but, you know, willing to go out there. Max. Max was emotionally uh, a wreck because he's been kind of living and breathing that the last couple of hours. But he wasn't, I guess, in the in the fold at that at that stage in terms of ready to go out. And I, I just got that feeling, and I, I just had a, a confidence, and I looked at Cookie and I said, "Look, give me redemption here. Like I was meant to finish that game. I'm going to finish this game, uh, and let me let me do this for the team." And I think he just felt the confidence that I had in that moment and the calmness that I had in that moment. And then Scotty said, yeah, well, I'll, I'll come out as well. And I remember actually walking up, walking out to bat with Scott. And he was talking like, oh, okay, well, you know, what do you think he's going to do? And I saw Jason, looks like he's going to go around the wicket wide hole. And I said, look, I've got this. And it's weird. Like you say things like that. And then you, the next, obviously five, six, seven minutes happen. But even between each ball, it's just like, I knew I've, I've, I've hit sixes before. I've hit fours. You know, I've batted at the death for my whole career. And so I knew I was capable of hitting boundaries. That wasn't a problem. Uh, It was just trying to be as calm and clear. And the quote I talked about afterwards was like, I failed so many times in those situations. And always upon reflection, I go, well, how would I want to fail? Like if I was going to fail again, like how do I want to fail? Well, I want to be calm. I want to, you know, just get into the strongest, you know, hitting position I can possibly get into and just back myself that I'm going to see the ball and, you know, have loose hands, all this kind of little key things I say to myself at the death, and it just kind of happened in a flash, and then, yeah. you know, suddenly I'm bowling the over, and the first ball gets hit for six, and I go, no, 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 this is not, this is not how the story's meant to be written, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to get hit for 36 here, and then, thankfully, you know, when it went our way, and it didn't really set in until kind of the, the day, the next day, or the couple of days after, when you know, I just had a million messages, and you kind of watch it back and you you watch it as like a fan. You don't kind of realize it's like, oh, that was actually me. You've always wanted, you, you know, as a cricketer, you want to do something special uh, in a key moment and have something to kind of look back on and, and be proud about. And, and that's one of those moments where I can look back and go, wow, that, that that's pretty cool. Um, but for me, <clears throat> for me, it was just the beginning. It's like, okay, cool. All right, you've now proven that you can do this. Let's come on. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep, um, you know, finishing games because I I want to be known as a finisher, and I want to finish games to be there at the end to get the last week against South Africa was a great feeling. Any time I get a chance to to be in those pressure moments, it's you know it's a privilege first of all, but also you know I want to be that guy, to to do that for the team and um, yeah. The more the next kind of four, five, six years, how long I'm going to play, like I I want to do that as many times as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you ever going to have another, it wasn't even 12 balls, was it? Because you finished them in five, but are you ever going to have another 11 balls like that in your career? Do you think against West Indies?
1: <laughs> well, maybe like that. And that's, a, that's a crazy thing is that I've said this quote a few times around the, the script is never written. Uh, I think that's the excitement I have every time I, I wake up to another game of cricket is like, wow, like what's today going to bring? That's the part that I enjoy the most is, is waking up and going, all right, cool. This is a new day. Um, Let's see what this day brings I'm very grateful that I've got a job that I can I can do that most days
0: whatever happens in these next three games you've broken new ground here for Dutch cricket how do you keep this momentum going after this World cups over
1: mm, great question fantastic question it's sponsorships it's uh, you know the canncB getting the right people involved you know obviously we're shown as a team that we're able to do special things now we've got to use this leverage use this funding to create a sustainable future because we don't want this to just be you know a 18-month period of great cricket and then everyone goes their separate ways can we get this core group playing together as, as long as possible get this coaching staff together as long as possible and so that takes contracts that takes you know like i said sponsorship that takes commitment from every stakeholder involved in dutch cricket to make a commitment you know, for, for a a good period of time. And, you know, we got, we're going to move up the ranks. We're going to get more players involved and, you know, we've, we've got a good thing going. So it's, it'd be very sad if, you know, we're talking in a year's time or year and a half time and things have hit the fan, you know, it's, it's all our responsibilities, the players, coaches, um, KNCB sponsors, everyone's responsibility to kind of move forward together.
0: And facilities as well, I guess. How important is it that there are players in the squad that are playing the Dutch domestic cricket league?
1: Again, it's you know if we can we can upgrade the you know I think there's about oh, maybe eight or nine grass wickets, but if we can definitely upgrade kind of four or five of them and extend the blocks, give more training facilities, more coaching. I think that's the part that as well as important. Is that you know come after this World Cup, a lot of the coaches will go their separate kind of back home to South Africa, and unless they you know they're based in the Netherlands it could be a couple months of not much training. So it's all the obvious things. I could, I could list a million things right now and, and, you know, hopefully they come to fruition. But I think for the most part, it's, it's keeping this group together. We've gained an interest, you know, the the style that we're playing has people enjoy watching us. And hopefully there's, you know, these younger Dutch cricketers, there's Dutch cricketers around the world who go, whoa, like these guys look like they're having fun. They look like they're playing great cricket. You know, I want to get involved. I want to, piece of this
0: and just on a personal note to finish your grandfather sammy Gooden played test cricket for new zealand and for the west indies how special would it be for you to get to the caribbean next year for the t20
1: yeah it's it's one of my bucket lists so to play a game at the queens park oval in trinidad port of spain that is right up there of one of my cricketing goals and you know if we somehow got a dutch game there um against the west indies or you know it doesn't really matter who it's against but to be able to walk out in that field uh, and to know that, you know, he played on the same field. And I, I was lucky enough in 2010, we went back to the West Indies and we walked out to the middle together, Grandpa and I. And he was kind of pointing to all these different parts of the, st- of the stands saying, oh, I hit a six there. I hit a six there. I hit this guy hook shot, uh, cut shot. And then he'd point to the, the dry grass along the way. He goes, see that dry part? I hit the ball so hard. I burned the grass. <laughs> and so he you know he, he we were out there for a kind of about an hour just t- chatting away and talking about games and things like that and he you know he is the reason why I play cricket he was my idol you know he taught me the game uh he was my biggest critic he was my biggest fan and you know he would be he would be super proud of me now that I've you know been able to be playing at these world cups he wasn't a massive fan of t20 cricket and things like that but he you know he's he just loved watching me play cricket and he came to as many games as he possibly can he you know criticized me and and then encouraged me at the same time but it's to be able to play in trinidad next year would be you know huge
0: yeah yeah well you've got a few of those stories to tell your grandkids and let's hope you can write a few more in the next few years Logan has been absolutely great to talk to you. Thanks very much for joining us here on the Dutch News Podcast, and I wish you all the best for the three remaining matches and for whatever comes after that.
1: Thank you, Gordon. Pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Dutch News Podcast. My name is Gordon Derek. I was speaking to Logan from Bake, all rounded with the Netherlands national cricket team. Our regular podcast, including updates on the progress of the Dutch team at the World Cup in India, goes out every Friday on SoundCloud, Spotify and all the main podcast apps. So tune in if you'd like to keep up with that, as well as the upcoming general election and all the latest news and politics from the Netherlands. And we have a Patreon page as well. If you feel like throwing us a couple of well-aimed euros, you can find us at www.patreon.com slash Dutch News Thanks for listening and take care.